Welcome to Backlog Dialogues, the podcast that digs you out of your backlog before it buries you. I'm John, and joining me as always are Luxu and Ira and Ava and Gula and Asset and Envy to my Master of Masters. I'm only one guy. I can't do all of those. <laughs> do we have to name all of them? We only have time for one episode with these jerks. Who the hell are you? I'm Jared. Yeah, I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, who the hell are you? I'm Simone the Digger. <laughs> Simon. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, this week we are covering Kingdom Hearts Key back cover. First of all, what is Kingdom Hearts Key? It's a mobile game. That's always good. Oh, boy. It was a mobile game. I believe it's it was free to play. It's I don't know if there was gotcha elements or what have you, but it was all like clothes and stuff like just aesthetic elements. I think it was more of a grinding game than a gotcha game, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it kind of had that uh, very similar 2D look to, say, Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm. Yeah. If you've ever played it, that. It's got that really cute little chibi style to it. But like, well, not just like chibi, like. There's a particular style. Yeah, it's like. It looks like little uh, paper doll type things. Even yeah. though super deformed is the same term, for some reason I jumped to that. It has like a particular like facial style and and like accessory style that is unique to some things that Square Enix does, including theater rhythm. It's super cute. I like it a lot. But we're not covering it at all this series for multiple reasons. First of all, the only way to experience Kingdom Hearts Key right now is through watching the cutscenes on mobile apps because the service has fully ended. I understand that you basically use a guide because the service is also the oh, most yeah. like the uh, the theater service is quite terrible. Yeah, it's, it's grouped it's, by world rather than by where it takes place in the story, which is a very silly thing to do. All stories should be on shuffle. Yeah, <laughs> it's rather a shame, honestly, that, you know, there's actually some interesting mobile games out there. And from a kind of game historian point of view, it's a, a shame because you can't really preserve a lot of these things except as basically YouTube videos, essentially. Mm-hmm. The secondary reason that we're not going to be covering Kingdom Hearts Key this season is that it'll be more relevant to Kingdom Hearts 4 than 3 due to Union Key ending after Kingdom Hearts 3 did. We think. And Dark Road started after Kingdom Hearts 3 did. I mean, you're you're probably right, but it's hard and more to just guess that. Yeah. Um, and finally, the tertiary reason, we haven't seen them yet. We're saving them. Yes. Like, I actually kind of want to keep my reactions to this mostly pure until Kingdom Hearts 4 comes out, which at this point is probably going to be after Missing Link, which is also just like halfway done in development. However, Key Back Cover is a companion story that is relevant to Kingdom Hearts 3. I guess. It's kind of a weird, long movie that's rendered in the Unreal Engine. It's kind of, I would say, kind of direct-to-video quality, but it's actually surprisingly decent for what it is. Mm. The animation is rather deliberately restrained and simple, mostly characters standing and talking. But you got to say it's, it's got some strong visual models and backgrounds to go with it. Yep. And they do spend their, their budget in some action scenes pretty well. The whole thing is basically a teaser both for the Union Key mobile game, as well as giving some important plot details which will matter for Kingdom Hearts 3. We are not going to say which details are important today. Partly because Jared hasn't finished Kingdom Hearts 3 yet. Yeah, I don't know if I know what details are important. (laughs) So the important thing to know is that the characters in the story are major NPCs in Union Key. Specifically, they're the faction leaders of the various unions you join as part of the game. Actually, no, that's not quite right. Um, I think all the player characters are supposed to join the Dandelions. Is that right? No, I think the Dandelions are Union Cross, not Original Cross. Oof, it's so little. It started as you join the various unions, and then the plot has everyone join 
the dandelions at the end. It, yeah, it looks like you do pick one and it influences, among other things, the boss rush against them at the end of the game. Interesting. I think there was also like collaborative goals and stuff like that, which are actually referenced in the movie. Mm-hmm. So with that, let's begin a story from the age of fairy tales before the Great Keyblade War. The title screen on the, of this game features five characters in different color robes shot from behind. They appear to be wearing animal masks. We begin with a short ad for Union Key, which has a bunch of little cutscenes from it. It shows a bit about a lot of the story beats that happen in Union Key. I, I guess like it shows you see a lot of the little like um, theater of style guys. Well, this like this well this like four pages of text repeats over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have in my notes, man, I don't even know what the hell this is. Are Disney World's like in a time loop or something? Because there's Kingdom Hearts 1 world stories that seem to be doing the thing. Art style's cute, though. Eventually lead to the ancient Keyblade War, so it's a tragedy. Duh. So it is the world of Wreck-It Ralph. They're all actually just playing their roles. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was actually going to say that, you know, I think something weird is going on with the Disney Worlds in this because we're actually explicitly told that before the Age of Fairy Tales ends, it's all one world. True, you're right. There are not different Disney worlds. It's all places you go. It's really vague. It implies that there's a Keyblade War before the Great Keyblade War. The text talks about how like someone who made me, he bestowed names on his six apprentices. Five were the four tellers. They read the manuscript and were shocked by the final entry. Well, yeah, this is repeats yeah. again. Well, yep. This is okay. a description of what happens in Union Cross in back cover, actually. No, not, I think it's actually what happens in Cross. Well, it's a setup. Well, basically, Union Key uh, is or Union Cross or whatever you want to call it. This back cover is kind of a companion to Union Key. And it explains what the foretellers, what the faction leaders were doing and what caused them to do what they did. Sure. So first scene, once this weird little ad thing finishes. Playing to a vague version of Dearly Beloved, of course. Mm -hmm. You see clock gears turning. And the camera pans to text engraved that reads the case of Lushu, spelled L-U-X-U. Yes. The camera pans to reveal a poo gas cloak guy talking to another poo gas cloak guy. And Matt is our master of masters and I am our Lushu. So that makes you the indisposable number seven. Huh? Come on, it's simple. U6 plus me is seven. Wait, don't tell me I don't count. No, uh, um, as he closes his books, the master stands up, he holds out his hand and summons his keyblade out of a dark cloud as a visible glowing blue ions. He hands it to Lushu. Here, take it. And then with that, a spirit's voice begins to narrate over this as Lushu takes the keyblade. In the master's playful and mischievous way, he gave his apprentice Lushu a very important role. What seemed like a simple task was the element that would connect all of the events to come. Long, long ago, all of the worlds were still one. One day, this would be called the Age of Fairy Tales. It all began here in Daybreak Town. The Master of Master had an eye that gazes into the future. The Master of Master stands outside in front of the swinging pendulum of the clock tower overlooking Daybreak Town. He bestowed upon five of his six apprentices a copy of the Book of Prophecies, in which was written the events to come. 
The camera shifts to seeing the Master of Masters on a cliff and a man in blue and white wearing a unicorn mask approaches. Before we jump into the next scene, I want to say my immediate reaction to this guy was, holy shit, what an ass. Oh, yes. Yeah, we yeah. Need to, it I, needs to be said right up front. Master of Masters immediately comes off as a villain and it is not subtle. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that at, at first I didn't know what to make of him when I first saw it. I don't know if he came off as a villain to me, but I kind of came off as not taking things seriously. Like he he's like this really important figure that controls all of all of this stuff. But then, you know, he he speaks in a really casual and buddy buddy way with with his apprentices. I'm just going to say flat out the, the phrase that came unbidden in my mind. I don't know who even came for something else. I just want to call him a chuckle fuck. That's a good term. <laughs> That's a good term. He's just so smarmy, smug, obviously p- enjoying the fact that everyone else is nervous around him to mess with. Like just now he's like, I don't count. It's like, are you going to say that and hurt my feelings? Like, holy yes, shit. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's just really smarmy in a lot of ways. And he and, and I'll say, I said, you call him a villain and it's hard not to feel that way as we watch the way he just moves through these scenes with all the other principal characters. Oh, yeah. And the interesting thing about this one is that I would say that, you know, he doesn't as I said, he didn't come off as a villain to me. He just came off as an unserious asshole. But he really everybody seems to respect the hell out of him. Like, from what I understand, he essentially made the keyblade wielders mm-hmm. uh it, it, they, they just they describe it as like the, that text which i think is supposed to be from that, that i mentioned briefly the opening i think it's supposed to be from the cross's protagonist viewpoint they call him the one who made me and he says he gave names to the six to his six apprentices so he like, yeah. gave them their names and he it also mentions that he granted the foretellers the keyblades mm-hmm. he's, he's he's definitely responsible for a lot of stuff with the keyblade wielders Mm-hmm. And we just don't know his deal yet, but he's doing something shady. Yep. Speaking of something shady, time for him to talk to a man in blue and white wearing a unicorn mask. I just want to say I noticed in the opening montage that all of these characters called the four towers are like four times the height of the of the player characters and their friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it subscribes to the one piece theory of character height. I actually see it as the, the Final Fantasy VI theory of, of battle sprites. Yeah, it's more that, like, in One Piece, characters really just are that big. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I just noticed that a lot of the really important people in One Piece often tend to be quite tall. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it's not about importance. It is about, literally, there are literally if, giants and yes. people. And people who aren't giants but are still literally uh, 30 feet tall. Yes. yes. So let's do this case of era. We see a sign that reads, the case of era. So, did you look through the book? Yes, but I'm still analyzing it. Wow, nose quick skim for you, huh? I just prefer to be thorough, Master. Is what it says in the last passage true? Oh, yeah, that. Bummer, huh? Yes. By the way, if one day I suddenly disappear, I'm counting on you to keep the others calm, okay? Huh? Disappear? Vanish? Dim? Fade? I don't know how to explain it. It's just hypothetical talk. Okay. This world is full of light. Huh? It's a world comprised of many smaller worlds, all connected, 
stretching as far as the eye can see. One great light protects us all throughout this vast land. All worlds share one light, one fate. I take it you're talking about Kingdom Hearts. Yup, you're right on the money. People believe that the light that is Kingdom Hearts will be here forever. But if it were to disappear, the world would be enveloped in darkness. I understand. And that is why you granted us these Keyblades. With this, we can spread the teachings of light, and we can protect Kingdom Hearts from darkness. No, they're not for protecting Kingdom Hearts. Huh? The final passage reads, On that fated land, a great war shall transpire. Darkness will prevail and the light expire. Isn't it our duty as Keyblade wielders to prevent this war from taking place? Nah, not possible. What? You really think you can change the future? Then what do you want us to do? We have to focus on what comes after. There's no use thinking of ways to change events that we know are going to happen. But what about all those who are here now? And the ones who will be here when the darkness finally comes? Are we to abandon all of them? (laughs) Come on, are you telling me that you think the world can be saved by just seven people? We have to try. With enough Keyblade wielders, we could... Well, if you want to give it a shot... Yes. Alrighty, good luck. Just Jesus. Wow. He just walks away, yeah. And yeah. by the way, I know you said you didn't see him as a villain, but when he starts going, this world is full, I just, I just flashed some, someone shows bit about when the villain is Oh, obvious. I meant in that first scene, I didn't see yeah. him as a villain. Now I'm like, that he's given off major villain vibes now. Oh, absolutely, 100%. I like, said they're off, so was you all along. Yeah, I know, we don't need to keep it aside. No. <laughs> My so machinations was, lay on for you. I can't. I'm just that. laughing at this because it's it's so weird that he's so clearly like doing weird things. And yet everybody trusts him implicitly. I want to take a moment just to consider the flow of that conversation. First, he toys with saying, gee, reading the book. Wow, you're so serious and read it slowly. By the way, the end sucked, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I just go poof, you got you got everything handled, right? And then he just toys them about how the world's going to end. And like, we got to do the Ragnarok thing that comes after. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you can't stop it. Right. And then it's like, but I want to try. Okay. And, good luck. Yeah. He, he literally, he literally basically taunts ear and saying, you, you still want to try to stop it. And then just, this is sure. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he gives no other advice afterwards. Era is on a yo-yo. Let's be clear. He's going, yep. <laughs> and down, up and down. Yep. <laughs> So, after this, Cherithy introduces us to the foretellers and their roles. Ira, wearing the mask of the unicorn, is tasked to be the leader. I want to stop here and note that all their names of the ones we hear are diminutive or shortened forms of the Latin words for the seven deadly sins. And for that, Ira is the Latin for the sin of wrath? Yes. You might know the root, root word of irate in English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Envy, wearing the mask of the snake, is tasked to be the mediator. And envy, it probably sounds clearly enough. Envy is is Nvidia, and Nvidia, of course, is envy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ased, wearing the mask of the bear, is tasked to be Ira's right hand. Asedia is sloth. Mm-hmm. And I don't think uh, I know any English root words for this one. We re- we moved away from that one. I kind of want to note that they're all given descriptors, like Chirithi calls Ira reliable, Envy virtuous, Ased fearless. Mm-hmm. 
Ava, wearing the mask of the fox, is tasked to train Keyblade wielders. Ava is for Avaricia, and if you think of Avarice, of course, it's Greed. Mm-hmm. And she's called Prudence. Gula, wearing the mask of the leopard, is tasked to solve the mystery of the Book of Prophecies. It's another one where the word itself clearly comes from the original term. Gula becomes gluttony. And Gula is the cool-headed leopard. Lushu was given a box and left to go do something. (laughs) I mean... It's very unclear. (laughs) It's so much less said. Lushu has no mask. Lushu is not described except as the first to be given the role. Literally, his role is gotten by cigarettes. <laughs> and we see him in his, in his normal black cloak, dragging the keyblade and a big black box. Mm-hmm. It mentions he's going to watch him from afar, but and also we just see him out in the desert and then he vanishes. Yeah. Luxuria, I don't quite know how those words mix. Lushu might be a new pronunciation, is, is a old term for lust. Now, it is noted that the sin of lust isn't simply just, well, flesh. It also could mean unbound desire to experience things. It's kind of separated from greed, which is material desires for whereas lust is classically about more metaphysical desires. Okay, so what is missing from this lineup? Took me a while to realize it, but it's pride Mm. that's missing. Yeah, there are other sins you see at different times. Vainglory and pride used to be mixed, but in this naming sense, it would be superbia. So would that be shortened to be super or supe or Irby? It's it's shortened to Kirby, actually. (laughs) Whatever. It's probably the master of masters. I would say in this pattern, I would expect super. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the master of masters just up and vanishes. Amusingly, they literally have Chirithi uses terms as he vanished, dimmed and faded without a trace. The Chirithi used the exact same phrasing that the master of master used in his conversation with Eero. Which is, again, he's just going like, what? Can't you keep up? Don't you know words? He just goes through a a thesaurus list. Yes. It's like just the massive level of disrespect for everyone is just dripping off of the master of masters. And no, none of the four towers seem willing to do more than mildly protest his actions. They're never rude towards him. His slightest disapproval that they sense, they immediately back down from. I mean, they literally just are his puppets. It really seems to me like, as far as they know, the Master of Masters literally created the Keyblades and their entire order and their entire society. And so because of that, he is beyond question. But again, it's they, they don't even seem to be chafing. They seem to believe it wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Oh, they chafe at some of his commands, but it's more when it gets personal. But even then, they're like, well, wait, are you sure it's you want? And at least I'll, we'll see at least one time he kind of sharpens his voice to them. They just fall. Oh, they wilt. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think also like he is just basically madly powerful, like you know what? Would it be hilarious if he wasn't? Uh, so <laughs> if he just scabbed all these guys. <laughs> so he's saying he's pulling a Hellblazer. He's uh, oh no, Constantine. I was. Except Constantine is an extremely skilled sorcerer. He's a bluffer, but he does know how to get away. No, I'm just saying he's actually really tall because he's three kids stacked up in that cloak. <laughs> oh dear, Master Adultman. After Master of Masters vanishes, each foreteller creates a union to rally the Keyblade wielders, defeat Heartless, and gather light, which gives us the Kingdom Hearts Key back cover title card. 
Yep. Which is kind of the starting starting point of Kingdom Hearts Union Key, which uh, puts us into these unions and has us start defeating Heartless as our training to become Keyblade wielders and go collect light and all that kind of stuff. Like we see some generic Keyblade designs with all the same star Keyblade finding a dark side. And you see a scene which seems to be the master having given everyone their rundown. One thing that I will say is that what's interesting to me is that the narrator actually addresses your story for uh, assuming that you, the player, have been playing Kingdom Hearts Union Key. Yes. So, yeah, we go back to and they're all in the big meeting rooms. Got a nice fancy table and everything and stained glass with stars. Yep. Ira starts a game of Among Us. Well, he left out says there's a traitor among us. Yep, that's like basically the first line. There is a traitor among us. Sus. <laughs> Indy wants proof. <laughs> I saw acid vent through a portal of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> no. Master, master's not doing his task. Oh, I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't put, for, don't put for master, masters. He's got the Joker role. <laughs> uh, so we think so they're playing a modded game. Yes. Yeah, I guess he would. That's the only way to play Among Us. Come on. The proof that Ira has is that he has caught a dark Chirithi, which is I mean, a nightmare. Yeah. About, I, I like he says caught, but it looks like he just summons an image in his hands. It's just a Chirithi that's slightly darker gray, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind of funny. But one thing that I thought was interesting is that, hey, we're we've somehow gotten lore that the dream eaters actually originated from this time and have something to do with this whole thing instead of the Chirithi is something different. I know that the dark Chirithi is actually the one of the main villains of, a, of the first segment of Union Key, but that's about well, as low as I just said. We'll get to that when we get to it. I've read a few things that are fascinating. But well, but but we will get we do have a scene where Water Barrel is playing. Oh, no. <laughs> and Master Master has a Chirithi in a flask like it's a homunculus. Yep. And and Eva just loves seeing it. She's saying how cute it is. Yep, but warns that every one of them can become a nightmare. Don't feed your Chirithi after midnight. Got the Gremlins reference going on. Is it a Mogwai now? Well, at what point is it no longer after midnight? Okay, is is it night ever in this world of light? Is it, it, it's a good question. Basically, they're saying Master of Masters actually says that basically if anyone's heart fells darkness, their Chirithi will become a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nightmares need to be eliminated on the spot or else they will make more. And he clearly says this in a scene to all of them together. It's like you it's like if you don't stop this renegade spirit, it'll plant dark desire to others. Look at this cute dog I made you. It might kill us all. Creation's going wild, huh? <laughs> and thus did the second doom break us. No, the Final Fantasy 14 mini log is later. And anyway. yeah, they just they just start bickering among each other. It makes it pretty good. Asad is very impatient. Ira is kind of cautious. It's just kind of they even say like, well, we could all summon our spirits. And they're like, no, that won't work. Mm-hmm. Mm. They they do some weird rationalization about a item that everybody has in Kingdom Hearts Union Key that allows them to collect and use the power of darkness. It also mentioned like they could summon their unions Chirithis, so yeah, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't work. Anybody could summon a regular Chirithi. After the meeting, Ira and Envy talk about the books, and apparently there's a missing page. But in, I have on my notes that Envy doesn't show her book to Ira. <laughs> she just kind of picks up books and closes it, and 
in and era just kind of gives this the I'm not prying thing, but everything seems weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like he shows envy his book either. If you think about it. Yeah. So nobody really does anything about the missing page. I mean, they could. I mean, theoretically, I think at this point, well, era could just basically get everyone together and bring your books and let's inspect them all. But he doesn't do that. If all five of them were to like at least stand in a main conversation together, you probably could get something done. But if, they, but if you let them divide and be paranoid, it's just not so good. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, see. Well, there's reasons for why that's going on right now, why they're not able to come together and work together. A said specifically insults era's leadership and basically says that he should be the leader and then walks out to break up the entire thing. Gula seems to be just not paying attention to conversation. Ava's being too soft and a set is just pissed throughout. It's and the entire scene ends with era saying the keyblade wielders slogan to envy, which is, you know, may your heart be your guiding key. The next scene case of envy is written on a gear. So to sum it up, I'll need you to observe the others. Easy breezy. All right. Hmm. Like I said, Ira may have to take over for me, but don't be shy. Just be fair and don't be afraid to speak up. Even though I say observe, you'll need to be the mediator. Make sure people get along. I understand, but without you or Lushu to form or maintain our unions is, it's a little unnerving, to be honest. Oh, come on, lighten up a little. Maybe I'll never disappear. Wait, do you want me to go? What? No, of course not. <laughs> I was just kidding. Oh, 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 I see. Look, I get that change can be hard for everyone. But things need to keep moving forward. And you need to keep up. Otherwise, you'll just get left behind all alone. Now that you know what the future holds, Envy, what does your heart say? May your heart be your guiding key. I say it all the time. You ultimately need to do what your heart feels is right. Right. Oh, Christ, this asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> look at the look at him gaslighting poor Envy here. Yeah, he oh, says, like, yeah. you need to observe, but don't just observe, mediate. Don't be afraid to speak up. Do you want oh, everyone else asshole. to just leave you alone? You'll get left Oh, no, behind. you're sick of me? God, like, so this is... Very abusive, if I'm being honest. Well, and also, I think if we are assuming that they're that they kind of have a connection to the sin that they're named after, this is like the absolute worst thing to say to envy. Mm. Don't like what if you get what if you fall behind everyone else and get left behind all alone? Yeah, he's once again, he's just pulling her back and forth, making her feel insecure, feel like her job is so important. But it, and if she fails, it, it would destroy her. And then and note how open-ended the job is, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like it's just like a super vague. Just observe. Keep an eye on them. I'm counting yep. on you. Yep. And then uh, also, I think it's kind of interesting that may your heart be your guiding key is just another way to accentuate how vague everything is. Do what you think is right. May your heart be your, your guiding key. Did you enjoy all that nervousness I put in your heart first, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, I've made you uncomfortable and worried. Follow your heart. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> what an asshole. A few days later, Gula, Ava, and Asset are talking. And they're arguing about whether or not they can form alliances. And so, like, we were talking about why can't they come together to talk and work things out? It's because of this shit right here. <laughs> yeah, the Master of Masters specifically 
forbid them from making alliances between their unions. And they also said that they have to make these unions as well, just to like, and they have to compete against each other in some way. They're like, yeah. I guess, you know, they're like, uh, I, I, I really hate to make the reference, but the fucking Harry Potter houses. Mm-hmm. Like, I, mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to go for something that's like not written by a transphobe, um, there's mm. plenty of other uh, YA novels that have that sort of arbitrary distinction. Yeah. And I just don't know them that much. What's the one? What's the one that was like um, classification, like intelligence or something? I can't remember. Um, the one that comes to my mind because it's one that I ended up reading one book from because my sister recommended it to me was Divergent. Where oh, that's it. Yeah, they had um, they basically split uh, all these teens up into different houses or not houses um, groups. Like uh, one group is the people that are very athletic and good at fighting. People that are very smart. Uh, people that people that just like don't do shit. <laughs> literally, that one that one kind of seems like a book by someone who read Brave New World, but some of the other ones it just seems like there's no way that class uh, putting people together in classifications that say here's what you're good at doesn't have at least a risk of turning into this weird negative. Yeah, hmm. and I mean the other thing I didn't like about Divergent is the fact that the villains were the smart people group. It was <laughs> yeah. Awkward. Anyway, anyway, back to what we were doing. Yeah, the, the logic is ridiculous. After about three minutes of scenes where people keep saying it's forbidden, someone finally says, like, well, if, if groups come together, that means you're desiring power. And desiring power means that is is the road to darkness. Yoda well, was right. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's go over a little bit more detail. I've got a few notes here. Uh, we should mention that this is a kind of a storage room. It seems to be out of yeah. the way. And it all starts with Ased complaining about Ira's leadership to Gula and Ava. Mm-hmm. And Ased and Gula specifically say that they believe that there's no traitor. And Envy kind of agrees that it's baseless. Uh, I don't think Envy is in the scene, is it? Envy or, walks in halfway through the yeah. scene. Yeah, Envy yeah. walks in and, and, and agrees. And, and almost immediately her and Ased start shouting that each other is sus, by the way. You have darkness. Yeah, yeah. No, you have darkness. Yeah. Yep. Gula, basically, Ased tries to say he's comrades with Gula, and Gula says specifically, I wouldn't call us comrades. <laughs> Gula's like, I'm just here because everyone else is. But eventually, Ased uh, offers the uh, offers the alliance. Ava refuses because it's against Master's teachings, and but eventually Gula agrees to it. Yeah, I mean, like, Ased's accusing Envy of being a spy. Envy really doesn't have anything to say other than stop it. Which is yeah, yeah. Said say it says you're just spying for for Ira, and it's just ugh. how do you say that? That means you're the that means you're the darkness. Um, you're you're the darkness imposter. Oh no, I have in my notes that this is a very toxic game of Among Us. Yes, it is. Because they're not just they're not just arguing. They're just you know they're just they're throwing personal attacks, and that's not good. Oh yeah, yeah. See, they, they definitely don't seem to get along. Scene shifts to Ava at the fountain where she's talking to a boy named Ephemer. Who I guess is a major NPC of yeah, a non-master level in, in, in Cross or Key. Yeah. Whatever. That's the idea is he is a he's a major NPC that isn't one of the masters mm-hmm. uh, or foretellers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's kind of as close as they have to a good boy in this yeah. setting right now. Yeah. I mean, Ava tries to be, but I'd argue she's kind of that the inaction leads to disaster level of nervousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a- Ava's worried about the master's teaching force in conflict, and Ephemer tries to get a look at the Book of Prophecies. 
he's not even being hostile. He's kind of being just friendly, but he just has a curiosity about how they're all making decisions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He was like, like, well, can't we talk about the book? That'll cheer you up. It's just like, nice try, kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ava kind of talks about how she wants the unions to get along, even though alliances are forbidden, uh, mm-hmm. because FMR is kind of the same way. It's like, why do we have to compete? Well, you see, even though he even though he has friends with people at our unions, I'm pretty sure they're referring to the PC again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If ever talks about meeting another interesting Keyblade wielder, which I'm guessing is the player character of Union. It is really awkward to talk about something we only barely know the, the factors of. Yeah. Eva yeah, well. talks about questioning and thinking for ourselves instead of blindly following the master's wishes, which is kind of. Yeah. Someone needs to learn the right lesson. Do that. Everyone do that, please. Yes. yes. <laughs> Don't stop thinking. If you stop thinking, you're dead. Wait, we can't make a reference yet. <laughs> Ava eventually speaks about wanting the future to be belong to kids like Ephemer. And then kind of they talk a little bit about the dandelions, a group that is meant to survive the end of the world. She kind of just muses like, fly away, my dandelions. So the scene sifts to Ira reading the Book of Prophecies. By the way, I feel like I could already guess Ephemer's doomed in the other games just because his name kind of says it. Mm. He's ephemeral. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Short lived, transitory. I have no idea, but I'm guessing that right now. <laughs> yeah. So with Ira reading the Book of Prophecies, Envy walks in and basically confirms Aset is right by just saying, hey, Aset and, Aset and Gula have formed an alliance. I'm not spying. So here's my spy report. Yep. Yeah, Ira instantly thinks that Aset is sus. So Envy immediately argues against it, mostly because she seems to think by sharing information to avoid causing too much conflict but i think she thinks that if era goes and cracks down on this alliance it will cause more strain on everybody's relationship so it's better if she just basically manipulates everyone into dissolving it on their own well she says very directly first she says i'm pretty sure said's doing this because he's fighting darkness so that makes him good it says says, era if you go yelling about alliances they're going to get fucking pissed and she's right about that part if era comes crashing in oh boy so a few months later, Aset and Gula are back in their scheming shack. I, in my notes, I started calling that little shed thing that Matt mentioned the scheming shack, and I like that place. I, because yep. it has a big open window on the street, I kind of saw it like it was some empty store in the main town they're hanging out in. But <laughs> I mean, we don't get a sense of what's in any of the buildings aside from the scheming shack or Master of Master's office. I feel like they're more trying to really focus on all their lighting effects, like shadow lights and that for like their mm-hmm. their concentration yeah. on animation and detail. Gula's decided to end the alliance. I was doing this. I was waiting for some impending darkness. All I got is your face. <laughs> yep. Nothing's happened. So it's there's no point. Yep. Aset flips out when he realizes that Envy leaned on Gula to do this. I don't know if we have to go into it too much more than that. So Ased then grabs Gula and talks about having to find the traitor. And so this is kind of interesting because between the last meeting, he changed his mind about whether there's a traitor. And at the end, Ased just vows Envy will regret this. Yeah. And it's just it's just a mess. Ased is angry. Gula just Gula's logic is weird. He's like, we haven't found the traitor. And that's why we have to end the alliance. Like, okay. So next up is The Case of the Said, which is written on a book cover as we pan over. You've been here long? (laughs) My bad. No. So what did you want? Uh, you didn't forget, right? You're the one who called me here. 
<laughs> Lighten up. I was just kidding. I didn't forget. Give me a little credit here. I was just testing you. Right. Now then, allow me to tell you about your role. You're going to be Ira's right-hand man. What? Ira's right-hand man? What do you mean? Well, Ira's going to be the new leader after I'm gone, you see. So just stand by him. Don't disappoint. Explain to me, Master. What do you mean Ira's going to be leader? What? Is that disappointment I hear? Did you want to be leader? No. I mean, if you had asked me to be the leader, that's a different story. But I wasn't trying. You really want to be the leader, huh? I, well... I know you want it, but that just isn't enough. Any chump can say, You! Here's a huge promotion! Good job! And make you head honcho. But enthusiasm alone doesn't make a great leader. Ira needs someone like you to give him a push in the right direction. Uh, I agree. Ira is definitely the most worthy among us. I'm sure he'll make a fine leader. Huh, then it's settled. Wait, I agree that he's worthy, but why do we need a new leader, Master? Does, does that mean you will no longer be teaching us? Well, I might disappear one day. As I mentioned, Asad just has this blank mouth agape look on his face. Yeah. Master just kind of is clear, even though you can't see his face, your hoodie's staring at him. It's just kind of an awkward pause. Uh, well, I might disappear. Disappear? Why? Where? Speak up sooner if you're listening. That was embarrassing for me. Anyway, I don't know if I'm going to disappear or not. It's anyone's guess right now. But... In any case, you need to support Ira. We both know he's quite serious. He's always just thinking and thinking and thinking behind that unicorn mask of his. So everyone will be counting on you to spur him into action. Uh, right. You might not be entirely happy with your role. But just know that's the most important one. Capiche? Huh? Shall I elaborate? Making Ira leader is all good in theory. But sometime later you might think... He's terrible at this, in which case it'll be your job to step up. Who knows? Your leadership might be just what everyone needs, and that is your true role. May your heart be your guiding key. Best of luck, I said. I have in my notes, dear Lord, the master is sus. <laughs> so I know you want to be boss. You're not going to be boss. This guy's going to be boss. But we know he's kind of useless, so... You can't just be given the job of boss, but maybe one day you'll have to take it. Like, holy fuck. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is this? Why is, why is he doing this? And he is nakedly mocking Asad. I, this is almost a step up for it. Yes. Yeah. He literally just planted the idea that, hey, you're supposed to assert Ira eventually if he sucks. After going through a lot of things saying, like, you can't just be handed leadership. It's like, wow. But it's, yeah. it's like. You can't be handed leadership, but you can take it. It's right there if you want it. You just have to have a good reason to think so. It's like when a set starts protesting and he barely even, he doesn't even raise his voice and the set immediately backs down. It's just. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's also like looking for a specific reaction from a set. Like, yeah, he's trying he's trying to get a rise out of him. Yeah. I might disappear someday. <laughs> hmm. I might disappear someday. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
like, and, and, just, God. and he is not hiding at all. How it's like, you're not doing what I want you to. And that's less fun. It's like, wow. And it said just completely memory holes every inch of it somehow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just love how unseriously he takes that whole thing with the mocking voice of he's terrible at this and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good that everyone take their own form. It's just like he might as well be. He literally does a voice like this in the original. Yeah, <laughs> it's really that bad. It's like it really is just one fuck of a performance. Yeah, I, I think I think he, they're the voice actors actually have fun with these roles, though. They're pretty fun. Well, a lot of the four towers are playing serious the whole way, and that's fine. The characters yeah. are kind of flat and serious. But mm. the voice actor for the master, his name is Ray Chase. I don't know much else he's done that I recognize, but he just goes all over the place. Such yeah. a ham, such a troll. It's I can say he's Noctis in FF15, but that doesn't mean much to me. Oh, neat. We're using voice actors. That's cool. He's a very heavy anime and video game voice actor. He's definitely mm-hmm. Wait, an expert. You said he's the, you said he's the voice of Noctis. Interesting. Yeah, he, yeah, he's the main. He's also yeah. Bruno Bucciati and in, in JoJo, but I don't know what that dub sounds like. A few months later, Ascend declares that it's time to fulfill his true role, and that means picking a Keyblade fight with Envy in Daybreak Town. I want to mention a few months later, it took apparently less than a hundred days for the Master to vanish and everything to go shit. Yep. Yes. But a fulfilling role means jumping in as a jumping envy. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, it seems like more and more like the Master of Masters engineered everything to go to hell as soon as he left. I mean, there's pretty much no question of that. Yep. <laughs> no idea why. And I will say that we we we, we end the story not being sure what the hell he's going for. But there's no doubt mm. he put everything into this mess. Mm hmm. Gula watches the fight from the shadows and has said things that they need to defy the master to protect the world. It's like, I gotta say, when we see their keyblades, they all have very big, very ornate ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like they're wall running, they're smashing through the town. As said, it's the powerhouse, so he's just kind of crashing into her. As the fight kind of comes to an end, we have the symbolic five-petal flower floating apart. Yeah, I have in my notes that the master constructed a very nice tragedy with this book of prophecies, huh? I mean, it's great. I could just vanish and all this shit will still happen. Yeah. I think the fight is actually pretty well choreographed. It looks pretty cool. But like there's not much particling. There's some there's some dust. Not and the animation is pretty simple, but it definitely has weight to it. Oh, yeah. They Mm -hmm. do a very good job, like making it feel like this is a big sword clash with these weird Uh, makeys. And this is a big guy with a claymore overwhelming a woman with a more like a broadsword. So, Mm hmm. Eventually, Ava and Cherithy break up the fight. Is it a Cherithy or R Cherithy? Just a Cherithy. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's probably because Gulas silently watching, and then he just from somewhere, and then he suddenly shouts out to Ava over here. As the fight comes to an end, Envy declares Ased the traitor, and all three of the others pull their keyblades on Ased as at a Mexican standoff. Funny thing is, we still see Ased. He's still the one to charge forward while, while growling yep. that he's still going to let his heart be his guiding key. <laughs> Yep, he believes in what he's doing. And after the battle, we get a scene of Gula reading a page. A torn page. He's looking at a torn out page in the destroyed part of Daybreak Town. And then we get the case of Gula. I forget where it's written on. Two of the more subtle ones. It's on the floor as it pulls out. So it's kind of down the bottom of the screen. I actually had to look at this scene twice now to see it. But it's written on the floor in those concentric circles of design. Hmm. Ah. Master. Hmm. Uh, master? 
Oh, I see. If you're busy, I can always come back later. Sure. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Stay. Uh, wh- now where? Uh, here it is. As he's flipping through the book quickly, saying that, and he tears a page out and hands it to Gula. What's this? Go on, read it. <gasps> this is from the Book of Prophecies, but... Yep, it's a page that's not in any of your books. And what's written here is... Your role. You must find the hidden traitor among you and stop them before it's too late. And in order to help you find the traitor... I get it. That's why he gave us all different roles, isn't it? If anyone deviates from the job they were given, we can easily conclude that they are the traitor. It's brilliant. (sighs) Way to steal my thunder, show off. Huh? It's not fair. My plan was supposed to blow your mind with its grandeur. Your jaw should have hit the floor at my sheer genius. I'm sorry? But was my logic flawed? Uh, No, you're right. So I guess now you've earned your time in the limelight. Even though there is a traitor, act normal and keep focused. Trust no one but yourself. Cuts the head to the present. He pulls the page out and hides it. Trust no one but myself. God fucking it, damn this guy. <laughs> what the hell? I, which of them do you think he respects the least? Because with Gula, yes. he's literally doing the, if I say nothing, how long can I get him to stay there waiting? I think it's a said that he respects the least. Well, with Gula, he literally well, like, you ruined my big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> it's even more ridiculous. It's like he's playing the role now for fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's just such a... And with yeah. Gula, he literally said, now... You're playing Among Us, but don't tell anyone else. They think they're playing SimCity. And then Ira figures out that they were playing Among Us anyway, but then somehow figures out the missing page. And then we find out now that the missing page was explicitly given to Gula and it has details about the traitor. But again, we don't hear the exact. No. Back in the scheming shack. Asad's on the ground. He looks exhausted, maybe hurt. Yeah, he got injured in that fight. And Gula, at that point, explains his true role to Ased and basically says, you're the traitor. I'm going to end you now. It's funny thing is, it's just he's going, do you want to hear what my role is? Like he's watched the Joker too many times. (laughs) You want to know how I got this keyblade? The master gave it to me. He gave us all of us ours. Oh, right. And Ased. He does. He does pull his keyblade on Ased, by the way. Well, want to uh, see a magic trick then? Yep. <laughs> I'm going to make this Gula disappear. Yep. <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah, I just want to say, just I'll, I'll let you see, but I just want to say, Gula's holding his keyblade as said, as said, just walking forward into it, and Gula's terrified. Yeah, uh, Asad is, he's injured, but he is just so much bigger than Gula is, and I get the feeling that Gula is not the best fighter in this group. Asad is quite frankly, furious that Gula yeah. didn't share the traitor prophecy as everybody suffered because he so, he so he knew for a fact that there was a traitor and said earlier that there wasn't one. Mm-hmm. And now you're calling him the traitor. That's so like, first of all, I got the wrong name. They gave that to Ira and my job to Ira. Mm. <laughs> I feel um, like, did he name them wrong as a joke? Maybe. <laughs> so Ava runs in and Ased has defeated Gula even in his injured state and is about to basically do something that will seriously injure Gula. 
Gula's dropping to the ground unconscious as Keyblade disappearing. We see that from out the door. She comes in. He has he has wrecked him. And then we see him as he's limping like mm-hmm. Ascend is not very mobile. He can't walk very quickly. And it's with a, a clear stagger. But Ava stands over Gula and begs Ascend not to. And he kind of just leaves after looking her down. Yeah, because he doesn't want to hurt Ava. I don't think Ava's one of the ones he trusts. I don't think anyone wants her, Ava. They all seem very friendly towards her. So the next scene is a sense staggering through the rain when he happens upon Ira and wonders if Ira's there to finish him off. And, and like, the and funny thing is, even after being up Gula, a sense like, well, he, st- he kind of stumbles around, so I'll make it quick. He apparently thinks he can't beat Ira, whether it's his condition or Ira's ability. I don't know which. I figure he was pushing his limits before and he was able to power through it and beat Gula, but probably can't beat Ira in this state. I wonder if Ira is stronger than Gula, too. Mm. But Ira, strangely enough, after all of this, he actually seems to want to reconcile. Yeah, he says he can't afford to lose any lights. I feel like Ira is not good at scheming, but he also seems to conclude Asad's crazy, straightforward actions are at least proof that he's not a traitor. Mm-hmm. Ira does not believe that Ased is the traitor. Ased then goes on to talk about the lost page that Gula has. And Ira says, like, well, I want to believe he's giving out this role, but. Yeah, so ba- basically we just found out Ira had been obsessed with the idea that whoever has the the missing page is the traitor. And now Ased just revealed that Gula has the missing page. If anything is, and Ira still hesitates. That's why I feel like. They should trade roles. Ira is wrathful and Ira is cautious to the point of almost awful. Ira says that he's going to deal with Gula and the missing page and Ased needs to stay quiet. So he kind of wanders off and says, I need to see that lost page. And he's just determined to go find Gula and see what's in it. So afterwards, Ava confronts Envy. And then Envy turns it back around on her and, and, and accuses Ava of stealing members of other unions. Yeah, like Ava's like, like, didn't you think that you make things worse? And Envy just basically immediately responds like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, en- Envy tries to turn it around on her. And then Ava just reveals it's my actual role to make an independent organization with other Keyblade wielders yeah. uh, to do something special. And Envy buys it. Envy takes it on face value. Because it's the master of master. Because said my actual role was to see if keyblades were edible, and they be hard to argue. They <laughs> might not. Sense. I would have put it past master of masters. We can't make that reference yet. He vanished in his rocket house. Damn it! God damn it! <sighs> so we find out that Ira had gone where Ava hid with Gula, and Ira had demanded that she give up Gula to his custody. But she wouldn't do it because she was afraid that Ira would do something awful to Gula. Basically, a whole bunch of different scenes of per- permutations, like all one after the other within like a three minute period. Yeah, yeah. they're they're showing different perspectives when it all of it's on the Gula damn bridge. Gone. Yeah. Um, Envy and Ava have a discussion. Envy triggers a a flashback in Ava where she deals with the and Gula and then Ira, then Gula again. And then it goes back to the end of the flashback with Envy and Ava. So it's kind yeah. of a weird sequence. Yeah. The end and point of it, though, is that Gula wants to summon Kingdom Hearts to get the Master to come back. But the yeah. Master forbid that. No, if I summon it, he'll have to come back. 
Well, yeah. before that, Gula explains a little bit more of the lost page, but he says that there's not it's really cryptic. And the only thing that he can really say about it is that it mentions, quote unquote, the one who bears the sigil. Yeah. And he has no idea what the hell that means. But since he doesn't know anything and everything's going to hell, Gula wants to summon Kingdom Hearts. Yep. Because then the master will have no choice but to come back. I was like, summoning Kingdom Hearts is, is forbidden. I feel like you shouldn't be saying that in the tone of having eggs for lunch is forbidden when it's let's not destroy the world. Please don't summon the thing that makes people gods. That's a bad idea. He begs for Ava's help in doing this, and Ava refuses, and Gula leaves to go do his own thing. Yeah. And then he mentions how they're going to he's going to gather Lux. And then he then they she says the envy and the in the bumper scene. That asset and you are gathering Lux as well. I guess Lux is the currency in the in the cross game. Yeah, it's, it's light. Yeah, this is what I was mentioning in that they reference something that you do in the game with the competition between the unions, because all the unions were competing to try to get the most Lux. Yep. Although apparently that's the whole this is going to break the balance. So they're all just going yeah. to have to not we have to break the balance even faster by all diving towards the same wrong ending just so it doesn't break a different way. He makes the galaxy brain decision to gather Lux and tells Ava to do so as well after everyone else is gathering Lux. And I have in my notes. Great. Now everything is doing the thing that will cause the Keyblade War in hopes of not causing the Keyblade War. Great job, Master, you sus asshole. I I just imagine someone has watched. I thought that would take at least a few more months. (laughs) (laughs) He almost he almost goes. Oh, he almost goes all to despair. It's so boring when everything goes as planned. Well, I thought it would go this way. Check out the bonus season for that reference. <laughs> the next scene, we have Ava standing in front of dandelions, not like flowers, uh, the uh, special secret ops keyblade group that she's forming. <laughs> yep. And then she stands with the master who's being oddly subdued with Ava. It's time for the case of Ava. What's written in the last page of the book is going to happen. The entire world will be lost to darkness. But Master, isn't there anything we can do? Well, that's what brings me to your role. You might just be the only hope of keeping light from expiring. Hope? Master, what is it that you need me to do? He pats her head, and I want to mention he's tall against everyone, but at Ava, she doesn't even clear his his shoulders, so... Oh? Don't get involved in any battles. Forget the notion of unions. Find Keyblade wielders with potential and create an entirely separate organization. Then, like the seeds of a dandelion, let them fly to another world. They will keep the light alive. You really think that I'm the right person for this? Ava, you're the only person for this. I understand. And, like, he's putting brutal pressure on her, but he's still doing it very direct and with very little trolling. Yeah. Yeah, she, he doesn't troll Ava at all. He kind of gives her doom scrolling to uh, worry about, but yeah, he's giving her this idea that she is the one that is going to save everyone because she is the hope. And Mm -hmm. we're getting the direct implication that the dandelions are the quote unquote children that rebuilt the world after it was destroyed in the Keyblade War. Yeah, that seems to be the implication here. Like we needed to get that set up as well as part of this. Yeah. The full stakes of the coming Keyblade War are kind of laid out through all this as Ava trains the Keyblade wielders in Daybreak. Yeah, as, as she stands in front of all her generic designed characters. Yep. Yep. So she tells the Dandelions about the prophecy, which I believe none of the other Keyblade wielders in the unions have been privy to. 
And so she specifically says, when war comes, you can't fight, but you flee to the outside world to survive. So she's basically saying, don't help your unions no matter how much you want to. Jeez. Kind of brutal on its own way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the unions are collecting Lux to summon Kingdom Hearts, so that's a problem. Mm. And then yeah. we get the case of Lushu again, except this time it's the real one. The music is much darker. Like There's this rather wild piano piece playing discordantly. Everything's darker. Like, and just it just has this much more ominous tone than before. Yep. Lushu and the Master of Vassal are talking. <laughs> the gazing eye. Uh, that's not what it's called. Oh, what then? Hmm. Actually, no name. No name. I love that it's capital. I said this when Lushu <laughs> says it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, gazing or not, that keyblade does have an eye in it. My eye, to be exact. Ew! Oh, you think that's gross, do ya? No. Yeah, sure. A- anyway, about your role. You need to pass down that keyblade to your apprentice, and then him to his, so that my eye can see to the future. So, the Book of Prophecies... Bingo! The fact that it exists is proof of your success. That means you've trained a worthy apprentice, passed down that handsome keyblade, and fulfilled your role. Congratulations! What's the matter? Come on, you did a fantastic job. At least smile a little. But I haven't done anything yet. Good point. Guess you better get started then. Unfortunately, you'll have to go alone from here on out. No book of prophecies to keep you company either. I can't have you causing any temporal paradoxes. But hey, we both know you'll do just fine without it, right? Do I really have to go alone? What about the others? Minor details, so don't sweat it. For now, you, that keyblade, and this box need to stay out of sight. Just watch with your own eyes, and my eye, of course, as things unfold between the others. Then, when the time is right... Go off and do your thing. What's in it? It's a secret. And well, you see, <laughs> the thing is, you can never, ever open it. Great. Now I really want to know. Uh, all right. I'll indulge you. But this secret stays between the two of us. And you have to promise never to open the box. I promise. Yeah, the master bends over and sort of whispers into his ear. (gasps) But why? You'll see. I I just, Matt's doing a hell of a job. I just can't separate how insane the original is, where he's basically turned into a game show announcer congratulating him. (laughs) Yeah. You've already fulfilled your duty. And here's (laughs) a new car. (laughs) Sometimes later, Lucius stands in the middle of a vast desert, clutching no name and the black box at his side. He looks at his keyblade and looks to the sky. May my heart be my guiding key. Reconnect Kingdom Hearts. Credits roll. It's just so holy <laughs> hell. <laughs> so yeah, I have on my notes, yeah, okay, the Master of Masters is a really evil guy who turned his eye into a keyblade so he can predict the future and then trolled a bunch of people with his predictions. And he's probably the next big bad after he finished off Xehanort in Kingdom Hearts 3. The tone there with him using... Temporal paradoxes. Now he's now he's Larry Nimoy. My work here is done. You didn't do anything. Did <laughs> I? I? 
And then, then he disappears. <laughs> so, yeah, at this point, it's it's explicitly clear that the Master of Masters set up the entire Keyblade War and what happened afterwards, including the world being saved by the hearts of children, the light left in the hearts of children with the dandelions in order to set up the way that the Kingdom Hearts cosmology as it exists right in now. our current world happens right now. To what end? <laughs> and there's two possibilities. He's wholly evil or he's so willing to go for the greater good that he's beyond dangerous. Okay. And I don't know which it is. I, I kind of wonder, though, like, whatever happened to Lushu in any way? <laughs> I've been walking through the desert with the Keyblade with no name. <laughs> That's terrible. That's awful. That's the best. That like, came out of nowhere, and I'm a, bored, I'm a little stupidly proud of it. That's so good. <laughs> I didn't do a tune right. I don't care. <laughs> well, <sighs> with that, starting next week, we're on... To Kingdom Hearts 3. I can't believe we finally made it here. It's, I'm excited because Kingdom Hearts 3 is a really fun game to talk about, flaws and all. It's my favorite game in the series. And I'm the one who's new to it. As of this recording, I'm about, what, halfway through or just a little further? Uh, you have two made Disney Worlds left and then the ending, which is kind of huge. Hmm, halfway then or a little more? Uh, a little more. Um... Yeah, you got Caribbean, you've got uh, San Francisco, and then the ending, which is kind of big. There's a lot of stuff leading up to the final world, and then there's a lot of stuff in there. I've kind of seen snippets of plot thing, and I just scratched my head because it seems like weird shit goes on. And then you have to play <laughs> Remind. Remind is also a huge thing of its own. Mm. So there's a lot of weird shit going on, yes. All righty. But with that. Christ, what an asshole. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it so needs to be said. <laughs> he truly is the master of assholes. He's pulling the strings. Okay. Anyway, until next time, I'm Matt. I'm John. I'm Jared. And remember, a good story is best enjoyed with friends. Thank you for listening to Backlog Dialogues. If you're enjoying our deep dives and discussions, be sure to leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. If you're really enjoying our deep dives and discussions, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash backlogdialogues. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find our archives at backlogdialogues.com. Special thanks to Eli for our theme song. Kingdom Hearts and all associated trademarks are the property of Disney and Square Enix. Please support the official release. I was just thinking of, of the uh, like a movie. Mm. Oh no, <laughs> that one's that one's pretty good. Not their not their best, but the yeah, like a movies generally are a good time. Is, was that the last like a movie? Uh, you know, I don't know. Hmm. Have they put out anything since the Missing Link? They have three upcoming, but yeah, they haven't released one. That means not since twenty nineteen. I wonder if COVID impacted their production schedule. It probably did, given how hard it is to make those things. Yeah. I mean, they were already releasing movies two to three years apart anyway, so maybe the next one's maybe the next one's going to be based on a children's fantasy novel, Wildwood. <clears throat> Ooh, interesting. That'll probably be good. Like, it makes good stuff, especially when they do fantasy. I don't know. It involves evil crows. My brother's going to be mad. <laughs> oh. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> oh, no.
I don't think Monokuma will ever make an appearance in Kingdom Hearts. You can't, but he's no, half that. light and but he's half light and half shadow. He, yeah. he can hang out with Riku. <laughs> and Riku was like, I really don't want to deal with this shit again. Hmm. What? Ira's right hand man? What do you mean? Just imagine Master Master breaks out that song from Hamilton here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Trost, or, yeah. Trost. Yeah. Trost no one but yourself. Did you bespeak, Master? No, that's a real word. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> no. <laughs>